Good evening and welcome to today's podcast from Equine Devil's Advocate. Yes, it is a proper evening one today, um, a tad later than one hoped to be, but it's making the most of what's actually been a relatively nice day today and lighter evenings. So, we survived the howling hoolie of the weekend very much more March-esque. Cold wind, rain, sunshine, hail, and a smattering of snow. More than that, there were flying missiles like buckets and bandages and tufts of hay and straw and haylage bags. So odd that this particular howling hooly wind wasn't actually given a name. Freya, the last one in this neck of the woods, was actually not nearly as bad at all. Yet, no name over the weekend was way worse. But hey, who would want to be a weather person? Putting yourself out there, telling the whole country it's going to be this and that, but then, oh no, all wrong, all change. I often think, if I were a weather person... I'd probably say, might be this, might be that. Your best bet is to look out of the window and keep lots of weather options in your car. And so today, on this Monday evening, on with the story. The return of Captain Adam for Ding Ding Round 2 of Quadrille Revamp Practice. So, just a little recap for you. When we last spoke, I was pedalling with fervour from Sandy Stable back to mine. My plan was to leap aboard Tam and practice. No, not just practice, but actually execute this exquisite trot work that I had just learnt about, that I had just experienced. Thanks, of course, to the beautiful, knowledgeable Sandy, another angel in the form of a big Gelderlander mare. But due to Gudrun falling into a heap of red-faced, side-splitting laughter, I was actually behind somewhat in my original schedule. As I pedalled, I tried so hard not to lose but to embody that exact feel for that lengthening, extendy trot thing. I wanted to emboss it in my mind. What to do, when to do, and how to do it. Then, voila, it would happen. I did also have a fleeting thought about poor Tasha and Spot. She's going to be mortified, mortified. She's going to be the only one not knowing how to do it. But never mind, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Only just this last little hill to paddle, paddle up, and then I'm back, back at my saddle club. Breathless, but inspired and exhilarated. <gasps> oh no, look at the time. Ah, ah. And this, times like this, it is 
different reality that often hits us. The moment of truth, the self-generated gremlins, start to appear in one's mind. It goes something like this: I haven't really got time to do it properly. I need to warm him up first. <sighs> what if he doesn't quite get it? <sighs> And what if I'm not quite ready when Captain Adam arrives? I don't want to see. I don't want him. I should say to see me make a hash of it again. And so, I pontificated, pontificated, pontificated. And procrastinated, 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 and the gremlins—they agreed, they rejoiced, and they chimed in. Oh no, there's not enough time. He won't be able to do it. Captain Adam will arrive and see you making a hash of it. He'll think you're hopeless. And oh yes, now they, these self-generated gremlins, give it full throttle and take over one's mind. And with that, puff, the magic of the moment is gone. The feel is fading already. Why, oh why, do we do this to ourselves? Now, there really wasn't any time. By most of it, I had spent procrastinating and pontificating at the behest of these gremlins. Well done, me. Good job. <sighs> Sigh. Never mind. The conclusion I thought to myself is, well, you know, there's always tomorrow for that. But you know, people, when we do this, that hey ho justification of, well, never mind. There's always tomorrow. Never feels quite right. It's almost the quiet whisper of a. Cop out, and not the calm voice of good decision. So anyway, back to the story. Three p.m. is approaching fast. Ponies need to be got ready, groomed, and tacked up. Our team at one, focused and ready to go to work. And before long, all four of us, clean, presentable, and. Assembled in the indoor school, awaiting the clackety clack sound of the metal heels of Captain Adam's mirror shine boots as he walked up the concrete drive. Melanie chose this exact moment to bring up the point about who was going to venture to tell him we had our on our previous Wednesday. Changed back our formation, no longer grey grey bay bay, but our original bay grey bay grey. There was no time to debate this point, no time to argue or draw straws. Mum, the loudest yell came from Sam. Mum, geez, he had some lungs on him. Mum appeared. In the doorway, as if by magic, goodness gracious, what? She said, holding her hand against her chest. Sam said, "Don't forget, you've got to tell Captain Adam we're in a different order. It was your idea." 
He said it in a very nonchalant manner. Just in the nick of time. Clackety, clackety, clack, clack, clack. The boots were approaching, and yes, safe to assume, Captain Adam was probably in them. A light tapping, a rhythmical tapping of bamboo against leather could also be heard. Do you know, it was one of those sounds that said, Best behaviour, all of you, ponies included. We all suddenly became very diligently focused on our ponies, our girths, our posture, anything, so as not to draw attention to ourselves. We had no idea how this information about changing back to our original format would be received. Now, Mum, Sam's mum, could be seen in the doorway. She was thrown in at the deep end by her son and was casually chatting to Captain Adam. I couldn't hear exactly what she said, but there was lots of hand gestures and sort of nodding and tilting of her head. Clearly, a carefully thought-out explanation for him. Captain Adam stood, facing forwards, into the, looking into the centre of the school, bamboo tucked now under his left armpit, with his military hat also tucked underneath it. Not a sound, not a glimmer of his thoughts on the matter, until Mum had finished her explanation. Then, true to form, he spoke a few words, in his authoritative voice. Yes, ma'am, of course, ma'am, absolutely, ma'am. Then, a courteous quick nod of his head, he strode forward into the school, whipping out of under his armpit his hat and placing it back on his head without dislodging or dropping the bamboo. Wow, we thought. Sam's mum has superpowers. That was amazing. How did she get that to happen? Impressive. We all looked sort of surreptitiously from one to another. Pretty much we were all thinking the same thing. So, in awe of Sam's mum, the instruction came to assemble a semicircle. The bamboo was used to gesture a semicircle shape in front of Captain Adam, and quick smart we did, of course on our best behaviour. He then spoke, Today, walk to canter transition off the centre line. Assemble in new order. Wow, she definitely has super, super powers. And without the merest hint of a pointy finger. And so we did as we were bid. Our original order, Spot, Tam, Justin, then Mary. We stayed exactly how we were supposed to be. Exactly how we had ended up at the end of our midweek practice. In our walk formation. The exact distance apart. The exact tempo to keep us in place. We got to the opposite side, all tracked right at exactly the perfect moment to hit the centre line 
in complete synchronicity. We waited, stride on stride. Four attentive ponies, four attentive riders, for the instruction, the cue, to canter. We waited some more. We waited some more. Nothing. No sound. No thwack. No authoritative voice. So we just kept walking. Suddenly, Superpower, Sam's mum, spoke from the gallery, and she said, "Oh goodness, Captain Adam, I do apologise. They didn't get as far as the canter last practice. It was really just the walk to the centre line. We really rather ran out of time." His response: "Ah, very good, Mum. Good God, what was happening here? Captain Adam was being tamed." Tamed by Sam's mum, so impressive. Reassemble came the instruction from the beginning. His voice broke through my thoughts, and so once again we did. Once again, back to formation. Once again, destined to meet the centre line, exactly right in our timing. This time, there was an instruction: prepare to canter. Three walk strides before the centre line. He said it, and then after those three strides, canter. Oh goodness! Oh my goodness! The gods were smiling on us today. Superpower was in the air. We all did beautifully and in perfect synchronicity. Even Justin managed to curtail his onward-bound cobby canter. And stay in sync with the rest of us. Now, the next bit after that was to track right again. So we were in reverse order. Track right, come back down the centre line. First pony, now Mary. Would ten metre half circle right from X, and then second pony, and Justin would do a flying change over X. Ten meter half circle left, tam right and spot left, back to the centre line, interlocking to four and over X this time. Right ponies changed to go left, and left ponies changed to go right, and then we would all meet at A, and come in canter back down the centre line as a pair, side by side. Sounds simple enough and should look. Really good, especially with music. But what of these flying changes, all to be done over X, without losing canter rhythm or synchronicity? Justin knew we knew he knew how to do them. The rest of us knew we could do simple changes, but. A flying change? Well, that was a bit new. We had rather hoped to be able to practice in our own time before we let Captain Adam observe the labour of our efforts. But shock, horror, gasp! He had declared after the fourth time of doing the walk to canter transition off the centre line that we should move on to the next step. Not only that. He did also utter the word "good." 
the very word that came from his own lips. Good, at what we had executed, our canter off, the walk on the centre line. We were not only surprised but, oh, elated and very proud of ourselves. And so it was. He declared that we would move forward to the next piece of the floor plan, the part that I have just told you of. He said, "Now, which of you can do a flying change?" Sam, son of Supermum, grinned and raised his hand. The rest of us kind of ummed and ahed a little bit. One at a time, then," he said. That was the instruction from Captain Adam. More words in one minute than he had ever spoken before. Now, when it came to the flying changes, observing us one at a time, on this occasion he was surprisingly full of pearls of wisdom and advice. Still, perhaps with minimal words, the sum total of it of his wisdom. Was to first ride a simple change, then, when we were instructed to do so, ride as though for a simple change, but just before the walk stride, change the aid for the leading leg. Well, that made sense. I think I can do that. And yet again, there was obviously something good in the air that day. It worked. It worked for all of us. Every time we did it, and it even curtailed Justin's exuberance and kept him in sync with the rest of us. It was astonishing, and even more so, we actually all had another good each from Captain Adam. We were sailing through our training, sailing through these aspects of our floor path on an absolute high, and we did. We put these two movements together beautifully, perfect. They could not have gone any better. We did lovely, neat changes from all, and all exactly over X. So of course, at this point in time, the whole trot thing had left my head, and so too the self-perpetuating gremlins, as they do when one's mind is properly focused. I did have a fleeting thought. I rather hoped that Captain Adam had also rather forgotten about it. Yes, let's hope he doesn't mention it. Yes, let's just not go there today. We'll save that for another day. And so, the hour passed quickly. It flew by, and it was so brilliant. It seemed all too soon that Captain Adam assembled us once more in the semicircle to declare the prompt time for next week. We patted our ponies and ourselves, for that matter, as we watched Captain Adam stride back out of the door, bamboo under his arm, 
And right there and then, in that very proud, happy moment, I just wondered to myself if, well, maybe, should I, should I just try that exhilarating trot before that feel left me and was forgotten and gone forever? Should I? Could I? Maybe? Oh, why not? It can't hurt. Why not? With all the excitement and all the things we'd done, it was hard. It was hard to recreate that now fading feel in my mind and in my body. But nevertheless, I went to the long side. I chose my diagonal line off the next long side. And tried my best to remember the balance, the balance in the trot that Gudrun had told me, to listen to what she said, remember those words, and oh, it, it felt good, going around the short side, yeah, it all felt good. I'm coming onto the long side, and yes, I think I've got it. The the feel is there. It feels good. Preparation. And, 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 clackety, clackety, clack, clack, clack. The unmistakable sound of Captain Adam's returning boots. They froze my mind momentarily in time. Ah, I'm not ready. But then the sight of his head popping up over the gallery wall gave me the jolt I needed. I sat up. Best posture, best behaviour, hands up, forward, and da da, some floating began to happen to my bony's feet. A lengthening, floaty thing was starting to happen. I have to say, I was actually more than surprised. But what then surprised me even more? Was words, words from Captain Adam. Two words. They were jolly good. He said, as he picked up some papers that had been left for him on a chair, and clackety clackety clack, off he strode once more. I have to say, it was a completely surreal moment. Praise of sorts of such from an austere. Training eye, and Tam actually doing some lengthening, extendy, trotty thing. The feel was working. It was amazing. In fact, it was also amazing. I completely lost my thread of thought and what I was doing, and probably surprise and overexcitement. It just all then fell apart. But it didn't matter. It had happened once, so it could, and it would, undoubtedly, happen again. And so, on that note, a question for you: Have any of you ever, in a lesson, become so exhilarated, so overwhelmed, you just lost the plot and couldn't function anymore? Hot stuff. No, never. 
I have far too much self-control for that. Biscuit, yes, all the time. Excitement gets the better of me. And Koya, I've mastered my emotions, and I can keep a lid on them. Please do choose your page, www.equinedevilsadvocate.com, and of course you can leave comments on Podbean, iTunes. We are on Spotify, and of course there is always Facebook. And so, on that note. Until this coming Friday, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, do take care, and we will of course speak very soon. <laughs>